Hello there, listeners. Uh, today may be my final day on uh, Caverns and Comedians, because I'm in a bit of a pickle right now. Uh, so, once again, I'm going to be super selfish. Uh, and if you're ever in Toronto and want to see some, uh, some great improv uh, theater and comedy, check out at Soda Impro on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we've got a brand new show called Soda Underground, where we go into the basement of an art gallery and uh, do a, an improvised play with music and art. I think he tries to kill himself on purpose so that he can do this. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like to pluck myself. Welcome to Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto comedians. Last time, Agatha found the stones that could collapse the Mind Flayer's dimension, and Finnick has fallen unconscious in the Elder Brain's clutches. We return to the action as Finnick Fleetfoot has been placed into the Elder Brain's pool. He is unconscious and dying. Agatha has struck the first blow against the stone, and there is a strange, strong power emanating from it. The Mind Flayers are active and about. Hank Brody unknowingly thinks he has already accomplished his goal. I'm so good. I'm so good. Solved all the problems. As Agatha stands in the brain library from out of the shadows... In the stacks of jars of brains, steps a mind flare. And it opens its mouth, but you don't hear the sound of an individual mind flare. The voice of the elder brain is speaking through it. Hello. I know what you're doing. What am I doing? You seek to destroy us. Well, that, I thought that was pretty self-apparent. I don't know why you say this as a big revelation. Well, now I think you can. Oh, good. I also think you shouldn't. I think you should bring that back to me now. I think that you and I will have a much longer conversation. I have your friend. Um, you're going to have to be a little bit more specific. I'm not sure I brought any friends. The little one. Again, you're going to have to be more specific. Oh, you all look the same to me. The, the, the little one, the, the active one, you know, the one always moving. You're going to have to be more specific. (laughs) The one who dies. Okay, seriously, do you not understand the word specific? Oh, come on, this guy looks like he dies a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you mean that one, that one. Okay. You mean Finnick? Yes, I knew it began with an F. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, how about you... Put a pin in killing Finnick. Oh, I plan to put things into him. Okay, that's not what I meant. You do you not. If you're going to have a conversation, we need to have a conversation. How about you put a pause on killing Finnick, and I'll put a pause on destroying your precious stone. Bring it to me. You know I don't take orders very well. Do you know how a negotiation goes? This is not a negotiation. Okay, so I should just destroy it because it's. Otherwise, if it's not a negotiation... Your friend dies. Well, then your stone is destroyed and you're stuck here forever. See, see my point yes, on negotiation? Yes, I die anyways. Why should I keep your friend alive if you've broken the stone? Do you see? Do you see? 
well, you should keep my friend alive and maybe I won't break the stone. But if you keep threatening and ordering me around, then I might have to break the stone because then we're all going to die anyway. Do you see my point? It's a no, lose-lose no, situation. No, no, very, very... Uh, I'm a giant brain and this is hurting me. <laughs> <laughs> well, size doesn't necessarily equal ability, so, you know. If you touch that stone, you will be killed. Your friends will be killed. If, All will die. If you kill my friends, I touch the stone and destroy it. So let's talk. I can... Uh, we are talk. What? <laughs> Finnick unconsciously sniffs and gets in a load of dead body parts and poo and just makes a weird unconscious scowl. Fook is going to run after Hank, trying to catch up to him, even though he's got really short legs and has no chance of doing it. Fook is able to cover as much ground as he possibly can, and he will sort of see the back of Hank as Hank is moving out of the next room. God, I wish he had as good a butt as he has thighs. Agata, staring at the mind flare, reaches out her hand to grab the stone goes, I've got the stone. If you don't kill Finnick, I won't destroy the stone. I won't kill Finnick if you give me the stone. But you're not here. You're in the other room, I so... D- I can see through the eyes of the mind. Do you not understand how this is all a psychic thing? Do you not hear me in your mind? I don't understand what... I, okay, I hear you in your mind. That doesn't change the fact that I'm you're looking, physically in another room. I, I am looking through the eyes you. of the mind flare in I front of you. I understand you're possessing the mind flare in front of you, but yes. you're actually in another room. So Functionally, can, there's no difference. Okay, Agata takes the stone and is holding the stone in her hand now. You're going to bring that to me, right? Am I really going to bring that to you? Are you going to spare Finnick? Can I, I hear these once, little? Can I hear his little halfling mumbles? Once you hand it, he's he's unconscious. He well, then wake him up, heal him a little bit. That's not him. That's you. That's you pretending to be him. Okay, so we're going to destroy the stone now. Is that it? Because you. Oh, oh, oh! Where's where's my tendrils? Where's my tendrils? Oh, I can just eat his brain. You, you can know? eat his brain, but yes. I need proof it's of like life. Like a pistachio to me. I need proof of life. Well, I don't have that. Well, then you better heal him or save him or something. I don't. I don't do that sort of thing. Well, what do you do? You dropped it. You, you're trying to kill him, so stop trying to kill him. Yeah, I'm going to eat his brain if you well, don't bring don't me that Well, then don't eat stone. his brain. Put, put, get him out. Okay, good. Now we're getting somewhere. No, I'm getting somewhere. You're standing there with your little tentacles. Oh, I'll be seeing you. Okay, are you going to stop killing Finnick, or do I still have to destroy the stone? Because I can't do that. Oh, he could die on his own. Or I could eat his brain. I said like a pistachio. I just sort of split him open. and n- You want to see a pistachio? She takes out the stone being like, I could split this open right now. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Well, then. Let's be cool. Well, let's not eat any brains. Let's everybody be cool. Well, then let's not eat any brains. Hank, still unaware of the fact that he is not the one in success right now, has continued to run towards the exit. He's trying to stream as fast as he can towards where they came in. Running back through the rooms. Hank, where's that mind flayer? As Hank barrels through the tunnel, he is going too quickly and doesn't see that the mind flayer they left behind there was waiting for him in the dark. Reaches out for him to grab him. As soon as Hank notices the mind flayer, though, he lets out a little yelp. (laughs) The mind flayer reaches out, and as its tentacles begin to grasp at you and holding Hank starting to feel for his soft, supple brain. Hank reactively casts benign transposition to teleport himself 30 feet further down the hall and just keeps running, does not even break his stride. 
There is a chorus of voices from the mind flayers and the brains saying, Hank didn't want a hug. And deep down, he does want that hug. (laughs) But knowing that the building is falling down around him, he represses it and does not break his stride. Sadly, the mind flayer is left hugging himself. (laughs) This is awkward. As Hank poofs out of existence, he poofs back into existence within the elder brain chamber. Hey brain, I broke your damn stone. Hank flips him the bird before suddenly noticing Finnick in the pool. I mean, oh, oh, oh. Oops. And he sees Finnick lying, seemingly lifeless, underneath the elder brain. He sees two more mind flayers standing beside the pool, one of which holding a small boy. The elder brain, seeing the incursion of a... Another one of the intruders, and this one not in the clutches of the mind flayer. He sent specifically to get him. God damn it, Peter. I asked you to do one simple thing, and you can't even hug Hank. A blast of psychic energy is once again emitted throughout the room. But hard-headed Hank Brody is unaffected. I'm very practiced at clearing my mind. It's like I'm talking to nothing. It's like there's a blank page. And I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, from the seemingly from the mouth of the mind flayer who is now shadowing Agata she hears another of your friends has joined me I also have a small child I still don't understand your point if you kill anybody your stone shatters I can just smash it against this cave see I got emotions smashing the stone against the Uh, cave. uh, uh, Think about if I go down, I take all these people with me. If you take all of us with you, you go down. So, Lily, it's kind of a standoff right now. You don't know that. Well, whatever. I can take my chances. You're making a lot of assumptions. Dangerous assumptions. Well, do you want to test it? Agata moves her arm as if to smash the stone. You don't have the stones. Really? You're really going to dare me? Do you know nothing about me? You've been in my head. You really think that this is the smartest thing to do? Perhaps we could form a bond. No, no bond. I don't bond well with others. I bond well with everyone. Yeah, not me. Do you want this stone or not? Because I'm going to smash it if you keep threatening my friends. Uh, As Finnick floats beneath the elder brain, a little bit of poop touches his lip. And he instinctively goes... Lemon face. Oh, he's not enjoying himself. The mind flayer is standing there, sort of dejected and disappointed. He's failed once again. So he sees small, gnomish, wrinkly Fook running at him with his battle axe raised and a scream on his lips. Screaming. As the screaming lips of Fook get closer and closer to the mind flayer. Once again, he reaches out with his talons and tentacles. This time, this hug will happen. He'll be a good boy. And Fook disappears in a silvery mist. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, the tentacles come in, get that sweet, succulent brain, and nothing. Fook reappears 30 feet up the hallway and just keeps running. Fook now sees Hank and the mind flayers, and the small child, and the elder brain above Finnick. 
Small child will save you, I promise. <laughs> Rit responds. That counts as a loss. He doesn't want. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to lose the game. I get it. The child is grappled by the mind flayers. Agata moves into the brain room, still talking to the mind flayer. Agata now sees the sight that the others have seen, and we don't need to recapitulate because we've been through this three times now. Yes. Okay. So Agata sees that sight, and she sees Finnick. And continues moving towards Finnick, holding the stone, still threatening to smash it. Yes. Bring it to us. Look at us. The gang's all back together. Uh, hey, guys. So this is the stone, and I'm currently threatening... Smash it. Well, see, the thing is, if I smash it, he's going to kill us all. Maybe you guys can take Finnick out of the pool? Can you guys... Well, there's no way we're going to give it to him. He's got to realize that. You're really not helping the situation. Hank, No one touches the boy. Or the boy. Okay. They so all I'm... look so small. I can't. What? Grow, okay. damn it. I'm going to smash the stone unless you let Hank take the Finnick out of the pool. Then just do it. First, you put the stone in the pool and Yes, back I away. don't believe you. You've proven yourself untrustworthy. So let Hank take the stone. All right, the... this is clearly a stalemate. There's no way either of you is going to do what the other one wants. So why don't you just give it to me and I'll smash the fucking thing. <laughs> Do you want to negotiate with him? I got a point at Fook. I see you within his heart. I know he will smash it. So why don't you let Hank take out Finnick from the pool? Smashing it is the good thing to do. Good is such a relative term, I'm sure. Hank, can you just go lift Finnick out of the pool? Oh, you touch him, he dies. Oh, you you kill him, I smash stone, so... Eh, or you drop you. the stone off and walk away. Yeah, that's not going to happen while you still got Finnick and all of us here. Why don't we get to the gate and I'll drop the stone right in front of the gate before we go through the gate? He reads minds. He knows you wouldn't actually do that. How does he know? Maybe I actually will do that. You don't know me. Agata is holding her preserve life healing action. Because Hank is winking at her, and it's creeping her out, but she's going with it. Hank keeps on winking with each eye at a time, <laughs> alternating between the two of them. We're moving on to Hank, who is close, but there are two mind flayers in his way, and there's an elder brain. But Hank knows that he's still juiced with his haste and full of actions. Oh, That's the creepy. way you said that. <laughs> Title of your sex tape. Hank makes the subtle motions that cast a spell called Unseen Servant that make an invisible creature appear next to him that does his bidding. He then, now recharged, cast his benign transposition again, which swaps his position and Agata's, putting Agata where he was and he where Agata was. He then shouts back to Agata, After healing Finnick, drop the stone to the invisible guy to your left. Okay. Agata releases the stone on her left. And the invisible creature catches it and starts moving slowly towards the exit. During which time, Agata casts Preserve Life, which she has been holding to heal Finnick from the brink of death. Finnick's eyes open. He takes a breath in, but realizes immediately that the elder brain above him is distracted and so tries not to make any noise. The elder brain controlling the mind flare standing above Finnick commits him to the action he had prepared. The mind flare will lash out with its tentacles as it has seen the spell being cast. The mind flare swipes at him with his tentacles. It hurts the brain of Finnick as it is just as he's just come back. 
because the first thing that happens to him is that a mind flayer has its tentacles around his tiny halfling skull, holding him in place. Ah, this is the worst way to wake up. At least you're awake. Thank you. You're welcome. For now. Stop dying. Yeah, well, there's a thing around my face. Well, stop getting things around your face. Been there. Hank uses the rest of his perky speed to catch up to his unseen servant, ready for the relay handoff of the stone. The unseen servant drops the stone into Hank's outstretched hand. I warned you. I warned you what would happen. I warned you what I would do. You warned us what you would do if we destroyed the stone. Stone's still intact. I don't understand what you're warning us about. What you're doing now. I told you to give me the stone. You interfered with that. These guys do entirely outclass us, I should say. I think I've said it before. Yes, well, do you have any bright ideas? Ron. I would love to. I'm very quick right now. The mind flare that has Finnick grappled is going to do as mind flayers do. The tentacles of the mind flare take the small halfling head, draw it towards the sharp teeth. They dig into his skull, and like it has done to so many defenseless, innocent creatures before, splits the skull open, entangles Finnick's brain, and rips it from his head. Finnick Fleetfoot has died. Oh, I don't, I, what? Oh, hell no, I'm not losing my brain for you idiots. Philip, no! I warned you. I told you this is what would happen. And this is what is going to happen to all of you now. The Mind Flayer Peter runs into the room, seeing that he's closest to Fook, will attempt to grapple him. As he runs towards the towards the gnome, he attempts to reach down, but as his hands close in, he didn't quite bend over enough and fails to get a grasp on, on Fook and does not grapple him. You can see this shame racking his body. I will definitely be having a chat with you, Peter. Now you, Hank... Give me the stone. Destroy the stone? Give me the stone. Destroy it. We're all going to die. Might as well break the stone. Go out of that bang. If it falls into their hands, whole universes will die. Fook is running towards the mind flayer who is holding the child and is going to attack that one to make him drop the child, hopefully. In fact, he's going to try and grapple that guy so that he has no choice but to drop the child. The child is dropped onto its back as a mind flare is being grappled by a gnome. Run after that Hank fellow. The child does as he's told and runs after Hank. I got a heeding Fook's advice who seems to be the only one with some serious plans. Runs as fast as she can, as fast as her legs will carry her towards the exit. And make sure Hank destroys that gem. Okay, you're coming, right? Can't lose another one. I'll do my best. Hank's feet are moving at insane blur-like speeds as he runs down the hall from whence they came. When he finally gets to the room where the thralls were, the fog cloud he had last cast has dissipated, but he casts another one, 
and just barrels through the room as best he can. The child sees you running down this hallway. It calls after Hank. Don't hurt my dad. I'm not going to hurt anybody. I'm just going to run. You run too. Everybody should be running. Even they should be running the other way, away from us. Everybody run. Run is the best choice. The elder brain, still having a psychic link with Fook, is going to send a psychic pulse to get him to release his mind flare. As the elder brain sends the psychic pulse to weaken Fook's grasp, the mind flare he has a hold on manages to push him off. The other mind flayer gives chase to Hank. Ah, I see you found my only weakness, my mind. I'm going to take the longest mind bath I have ever taken after this. Let me think these thoughts at you then. Fook thinks the filthiest things he possibly can, which are far filthier than the average man. You almost see the elder brain shudder. (laughs) Peter is going to move towards Fennec's body, lift it up, and make turn in the direction of the dissecting chamber. Philip, I hope you know I would take your body if I could. I could make so many interesting things out of it. So I gotta dashes and runs as quickly as possible after Hank and to catch up with the child. Hank quickly moves through the fog as stealthily as he can, avoiding all the thralls in the cloud of fog around him. And as he bursts out the cloud on the other side, he continues to move towards the gateway they came in through. The mind flare that was previously grappled by Fook attempts to bring him into his tentacly embrace. But once again, Fook is just too spindly and small to get a good grip on. I'm very good at escaping from paramours. The other mind flayers give chase. Peter brings the corpse of Finnick to the dissection chamber. And the elder brain is going to sever its psychic link and slowly begin to hover over towards Fook. I'm coming for you. Yes, well, I may be old, but I still move a little faster than you do. Fook dashes away from this Mind Flayer, even knowing that it gets an attack against him. The Mind Flayer's tentacles flail wildly and do not manage to catch you. Eat my elderly dust! (laughs) There is a significant cloud of dust (laughs) coming off of your whitish skin. Ooh, what's it called when you fart and then run away? (laughs) Agata is running after Hank with all her speed. She sees the child that Fook has sacrificed his life, as far as she knows, to save. She picks up that kid with one arm, tucks him under like a football, and keeps running to try and save this child. Hush, hush. You have to be quiet. If we can get out, if we're going to get out, quiet, shh. Hank, who is on the other side of the thrall room, just at the beginning of that tunnel you were originally in, you hear the noise of metal on rock. Hank moves forward and peeks his head down the hall they originally came in through. You see a thrall mindlessly hacking away at the stone. Does that thrall look anything like the child? They both have blonde hair. Hank moves up behind the thrall, arms raised. If he sees him, he's got a spell in mind. 
uh, Agata shifts the child over her shoulder, pulls out her sword, and as stealthily as possible, tries to make her way through the room. Don't hurt my Shh. dad. Shh. Shh. My dad. Shh. Don't hurt my dad. Don't hurt my dad. Don't hurt my dad. Game time. Why don't you give me a little elbow nudge if you see your dad? Deal? The sound of the child asking you not to kill his father is just enough to alert one of the thralls to your presence. And it's going to reach for the child. Agata manages to pull the child away at the last second. You have moved through the room, but they are going to be following the sound of your clinking heavy armor. Uh, Agata making her way stealthily, as stealthily as possible through the fog, having narrowly escaped the one thrall grasping at the little child over her shoulders, sees a form in front of her, lifts her sword, and at the second, last second realizes it's Hank. There's one oh. left. Oh, okay. Okay. That's my dad. Shh, shh. We're playing the game. I thought we were clear on that. Okay, stop talking. Daddy. If you want us to not kill your dad, you need to stop talking. <gasps> Don't kill my dad. Stop talking. But you're going to... I'm not a killer. I may paralyze him a little bit. Like a little bit. You're not helping the situation. The kid is finally quiet. Like a little Shh. bit. Shh. Hank moves the rest of the way down the hallway towards the thrall and casts Hold Person, paralyzing him. But as he switches his concentration to this new spell, the fog cloud behind him dissipates and the other thralls can now see where they've moved on to. The thralls stop, look, and point at you. One of them moves to go ring the bell for alarm. The others begin to move towards you. One of them is going to be within range. Uh, So one of the thralls is going to be swinging at you with his pickaxe. The Mind Flayer continues to chase after Fook, but he's losing ground. The Elder Brain... Is slowly chasing. <laughs> and that's basically all that's happening on their end. So uh, we're back to Fook, who is entering the hallway basically now. Yes, and he sees a thrall coming towards him, and he sees the other thralls at the other end of the room facing off against his companions. You see that I've saved the child too, because yes. the child's over my shoulder. So Fook is going to do something to try and distract the thralls so that they'll focus on him instead of the rest of his party. And as Fook runs past this thrall, trying to slip past him, hopefully he's not in an attack mode, he's going to pull out his wand of prestidigitation, point it at the bell that is now behind him, and make it play La Cucaracha. The thrall that was going to ring the bell stops. Its purpose is fulfilled, but it is so confused because it still is going to ring the bell, but the bell is ringing, but it has to ring the bell, but the bell is ringing, but it has to ring the bell. And Fook slips right by him. The others are have their backs to you still. Their programming is telling them, stop the intruders, stop the intruders. As soon as Hank hears the song of La Cucaracha... He says, that music is too dumb. It's obviously Fook. He's right behind us. He's alive. Fook is alive. Drop the stone. I'm going to smash it. Smash away. And Agata smashes the stone as soon as it hits the ground. The stone seemingly shatters. But as it begins to break apart, 
the light emanating from it becomes so bright you can't see. And then it collapses in on itself into a single point. And from that single point, arcs of energy begin to shoot out. The ground beneath you begins to shake. Sounds like the very rock itself is coming apart. I think it's time to run. I mean, I already thought we broke one once, but I mean, this one seems even cooler than the last one. You it's did, probably for real. You didn't. I found the real stone, and I you, you whatever you broke was not the real stone. Run! Okay, run, Dad. Hey, you got that? That's your dad. That's his dad. Let's run. Grab him and let's run. I run where the portal hasn't opened yet. Okay, well, when's the portal going to open? I thought you can open the portal. Hank tries pushing against where the portal once was trying to feel the rock to try to feel if there's some way to massage it into opening again behind you the arc the tesla coil-esque effect of this seems to be going through the rock seems to be disappearing and reappearing the you begin to feel and in certain places there is no rock and then above you part of the rock begins to fall you manage to step aside out of the rock, and as the rock lands beside you, it disappears. Part of the room that Fook is in seems to be winking in and out of existence. The thralls shudder as the ground shakes. I think the whole place is coming apart. I'm going to try to go through the wall. Actually, mate, I should probably save this guy's dad. Hank pushes against the child's dad, and still frozen by his hold person spell... He teeters into the wall. He seems to teeter and is now half in and half out of the wall. Hank lifts up his feet and pushes him all the way through the wall and then hops through behind him. Two of the thralls shake their heads. You see life come back to their eyes. Where are we? Run, run, this way. Agata points to where Hank disappeared. Two of the thralls run. Two of the other, the other thralls seemingly don't know which direction they're pointed in and start randomly moving through the room. Fook is going to run towards those thralls who are still wandering around chaotically in the room, and he's going to appear in the doorway as a ferocious, beastly creature who is going to scream at them and hopefully intimidate them into running through the wall. Two of the thralls have their very simple commands in their head. Retreat. And they move away as fast as they can, blindly, stupidly, straight away from Fook, through the wall. One of them, the poor soul, has nothing in his head and falls to the ground. Oh, I think I just killed one. Fook runs towards the one on the ground, sees that that man is past any help, and runs through the wall. Before Agata has a chance she f hears in her head we will survive we will find you we will eat you i got a holding the child with one hand and her sword out in the other one says i'll be waiting for you and steps back through the wall grows brighter once again the arcs shoot off in all directions and become a single ray and then the sphere of energy expands to the size of the Mind Flayer lair. The Mind Flayer Peter, standing over the corpse of Finnick, 
the section knife in hand once again is unable to complete his task and just drops his shoulders. The elder brain, a vastly powerful and intelligent creature, attempts to cast plane shift, but there is no plane to shift to. The energy engulfs him, engulfs everything, and then there is nothing. This has been Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto Comedians. Starring Oliver Georgiou as Finnick the Rogue, Joanna Houghton as Agatha the Cleric, Scott Thrower as Fook the Paladin, Maddox Campbell as Hank the Wizard, and Kyle Scott as the Dungeon Master. This has been a Kicks and Giggles production created by Kyle Scott and Maddox Campbell, with editing by Maddox Campbell, theme music by Derek Baldwin, and engineered by Andrea Miller. Find out more at cavernsandcomedians.com and please rate, share, and review the podcast. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Chatting Caverns, where unfortunately we have to bid adieu to one of our players. Wow, Finnick. Oliver. Wow. Yeah, bye. Yeah, and that was a gruesome way to go. Yeah. Clearly means your marriage is over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we ever edited that shield, so I think it's still listed on there. That, yeah. Uh, he's married, so Fook is probably going to think that he's a widower again. Did we add it back to the shield? I think I... I think it never got removed. It never got removed. I thought I you just, had a different shield. No, it never I'm, got removed. I just added a thing about olives. I'm and, honestly okay. confused that you can read that shield at all. It's got so many edits on it at this oh, point. Yeah. It is a brand new shield now. So. Yeah. And it's a magic shield. So I'm, I'm picturing it organizing itself as it goes. Yeah. Oliver. It's going to be sad to see you go, man. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be really sad. There's only one original character left. Yeah. Oh, because, so I oh I know I'm on the chopping block next then. If there's yeah, I didn't one. join until episode four, so you, you yep. have to die three episodes before I do. Yeah. Yep, so clearly I'm next on the chopping Although block. Although I really thought Fook wasn't going to survive this episode. It I was tight. It was a double kill. It, yeah, I thought, I was, honestly, I was expecting a total player kill almost because I was expecting after Finnick went, then you were down to so close, so few hit points. Yeah, I was down to nine and I decided to just run from a guy and yeah. give him an attack of opportunity. And, and I realistically, that thought, is how Kyle would say he quits, right? Like he would just yeah. kill us all off and be <laughs> yeah. like, and I'm done and walk away. I was you still ex- don't know that. <laughs> I was expecting something. As soon as we got back to our point of origin, I was expecting something else to come out and kill us, you and me, yeah. Hank. And Okay, Agata. so Oliver, you were unconscious and being dropped in that that vat of water at the end of the last session, which was a month ago. Yeah. So you had to you had to live with that uh is Finnick gonna live or die for a whole month. Uh well it helped me come to peace with the idea that it probably would. So oh, that's fair. And also think of ways to make it not happen. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, you I got barely had again. I barely had any say in any of that, though. Well, I yeah. tried. I tried I to. Had, I healed. I healed Finnick for a, a twenty hit points. Since we're now talking about kind of games and hit points, I healed yeah. him for twenty hit points, and then this other massive attack came. I was not expecting that. I mean, I could have used the full thirty, probably. <laughs> <laughs> just, just looking back on it. Yeah, but, but, hindsight. Yeah, you're right. Our brains yeah. and mind flares are so above our level because our characters at the moment are level six. Yeah. So to be up against uh, five mind flares, Kyle, what the fuck are you thinking? I was thinking... 
total player kill. I don't kill. intend this to be a knockdown, drag out, stand toe to toe kind of adventure. This was meant to be a sneak in, sneak through, talk your way out. Oh, maybe. No, we don't sneak. How yeah. do we talk we, with we mind flares? And also, have you met us? We don't <laughs> talk. We don't sneak and talk. I'm the only one with sneak. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you killed our sneak. The two of move. us have disadvantage. Yeah. If we move together, it just takes one not being sneaky to everyone turn around and go, "Oh, look at all those four guys standing there." <laughs> yeah. You exactly. started out so well. <laughs> no, we and, didn't. And then even if you did sneak, he could tell where you were because he reads minds. Uh, the sort of detect life that, or detect creature that the Eldorain has, he knew you were there, yeah. but that doesn't give him specifics about where okay. you are. Well, and now we've got a, a three PCs and a baby situation going on <laughs> because we suddenly find ourselves with a child. You yes. also have uh, three grown men yes. with you. All of whom are out of time, although we might be out of time, too. We have no idea what time we're We don't know where we've gone through when we've gone through that wall. I just know that I'm waiting for that brain to come back, but now it's dead, so that kind of feels anticlimactic. You don't know what happened to it. It just is gone. And there's an even bigger mystery that we were talking about earlier, but it probably got edited out. How does Hank have amazing thighs and a terrible ass? I'm really concerned about that because if you're you're training your thighs and you're doing squats and lunges, that kind of trains everything around said thighs. Yeah, I I know this is a question a lot of the audience has been deeply concerned about uh, deep down the whole time. (laughs) Like a leg press machine, maybe? Because do do not doubt for a second that I have thought through Hank's backstory to this extent. And when you say backstory, you mean his back. Backhind story. No, his back. His backhind story. Backhind story. Uh, So Hank was fairly handsome in his youth. His ugliness of current state is uh, through the hard living of being in the sewer, but he has always worn very high-quality boxer briefs, <laughs> which have protected his thighs from... But the... also, those cover your butt. I was going to say <laughs> that. Boxer briefs also cover your butt, right. so no, therefore so, your butt the, should be protected, the, which makes no sense. The thighs get covered so they get like they don't get sheened by the like gases, uh, but he, he doesn't work out his butt. His thighs are used a lot for lifting, but his okay. butt, your butt you is lived. connected to your thighs. So, as someone this of, is basic exercise knowledge. As someone, as, <laughs> as someone who regularly works out with weights, when you bend and pick things up, that's called a squat. It also works your butt. I'm sorry. That's just yeah. Squats are for butts. You'd have a sweet, sweet butt. <laughs> I'm guessing there's some sort of curse here that we just don't know about so, yet. Some sort of mystical reason. Yeah, you just Dude, get butt cursed. Yeah, it was a I'm butt wizard. I feel like the whole group is saying, I need to retcon him to have a nice butt. No, no, it, it yeah. happens. No. We just have to justify now. Yeah, I got to go back and edit all these episodes that Hank is in so that his nice butt is mentioned over and That's over again. That's another arc yes. of your butt quest. <laughs> Also, I don't, I feel, um, Kyle, I feel like you sort of painted us in a corner. I didn't see how, in the way this game played out, how we could have possibly saved Finnick because I healed him. In my head, there was a way to of do that. Course. <laughs> of course. Of was... course, in Kyle's head, there's one extremely obscure way esoteric. of getting fair. through this to be alive. Fair, you survived the orc bar. And there was no way you should have. No. Oh, God, no. You should not have made no it There was no way you alive. should have survived that. There's so many times you have been so close to death. And a god has healed you. Part, yeah. uh, but in the what back was of my great mind, about I've... those, what would have been amazing if I had uh, died at the orc bar was that it was a very Finnick way to go. True. This was not. Yeah. This was the worst way for Finnick to go. Well, when we were creating our characters and uh, starting to reveal information about our backstory, you were hesitant to do that with Finnick. You were like holding Finnick's story 
a little tighter than the rest of us. Because I, I don't like talking about the past. What's the point of improv when you're talking about the past? It sucks. But you're character building here. No, so. the, the, the audience knows what they know from uh, the first episode to now about Finnick. And I feel like it's a pretty full character at that point. Because he's, he's, all of his interactions with you, how he relates to other people yeah. is the only thing that really matters about anyone. Who gives a shit about his past? That's what I think. And thus, I've never actually looked into it or thought of it. Oh, okay. oh so the, it's not actually planned. It was just going to come up as improv in the moment. Sure. I mean, I actually have something written down, and I gave it to Kyle a while ago, and that's what he knew. Oh, I wonder if any of that is still going to come up, sort of like the way we have Maldar's diary, and so information about Maldar can pop up. We already met Duh. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. We've I mean, got to break it to Don now. Don might oh. be yeah. Don might be alive. We might have to tell him. He might forget again immediately because he's well, already we don't thought Finnick was dead once. We back to the world as we knew it. Who knows? I guess Kyle knows, but yeah. <laughs> no one wants to talk to Kyle. Uh, if we can avoid that. Only Kyle it? knows, and he's planning to kill us all slowly one by one. Although it's nice to know now. I don't know if, I don't know if nice is the right word, but uh, somewhat soothing or comforting to know that I'm dead next <laughs> since I'm the I mean, only not necessarily yeah. <laughs> only just, original character I would just say do like you're due to die next <laughs> not, not. Okay. so that's pretty much saying that I'm I'm gonna <laughs> die next so in the general idea of the game when mm-hmm. one of the characters dies who when one of the characters dies who doesn't edit the who show isn't Maddox <laughs> who isn't Maddox uh, that means we're bringing someone else in you got and someone I, in mind I mean we have a couple people that all over in a dress <laughs> I have a couple people we've been talking to. We don't have anything slotted in exactly. And I also think it might be good to spend a little time on our own. And it also might make a little sense to have some visitors. Oh, a little time on our own, eh? Hank, who came in directly after Moldar got his fucking Christmas episode. Right over uh, the there, was, there was a whole episode where all I sat in this room and then I said one line at the end. In, unintelligibly. <laughs> Unintelligible line at Probably the end. Probably my favorite episode. Oh, oh. <laughs> Hold on, Oliver. Oliver, to be fair, Hank waited a whole four hours and one line before he came back. No, no, no. Two hours, Two hours. because he already had... Uh, oh, the, you're the right. Mul- we did the Christmas sorry, episode and then that episode. To be fair to Maddox, he waited a whole two hours and go. one line. All right. Cool. Yeah. Now, I'll give I him that. Yeah. personally wanted to get rid of Maddox, uh, <laughs> but he pays the hosting fees. Yeah. So he keeps coming back. And you'd also have to do the editing, which takes hours and hours. Yeah. And host. And and I host is in my recording studio in my dining room, so you'd have to go in your apartment, which you'd have to clean. Well, now you guys have the uh, the burden of being the cool character. <laughs> hmm. Wait, were you uh, ever were the you cool? cool? I feel uh, like yeah, I was, was for sure the cool really? character. Really? Yeah, I feel like really? Finnick, I feel like really? kind of like I'm fulfilled sorry. that cool character we, role. We had that Twitter poll it's of like, uh, who would, you would want to come to your barbecue. I'm pretty sure Finnick was not but first choice. Actually, he did win that. Did yeah. he? Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. It is fairly clear to me. Yeah. Who the Raphael of this group was, and it was Finnick. I don't the know Raphael. Why is he the Raphael? I feel Raphael? like she was the Raphael. She just always went to violence first. Yeah, Phoenix, I was the Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Yeah, Finnick's definitely Michelangelo. But you know, but Raphael also goes off on his own. Yeah, but Michelangelo's cool. <laughs> Welcome to Talking Turtles. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured out that was Ninja Turtles, and that's as far as I could go. Yeah, really? you would, Donatello. I don't oh, know what on. that means. I'm Donatello. He's no, you're how, why are you Donatello? Oh, yes, no, no, he's definitely, yes, yes. He's uh, Leonardo? He's definitely Leonardo. He has a why is he Leonardo? Because he's obsessed with doing the right thing. Yeah. Okay. All right, no one cares. So, uh, uh, all right. I think yeah. a lot of people care. Okay, Finnick, Finnick, I keep calling you Finnick. 
Oliver, Oliver, your last chance to say something to the listeners of Caverns and Comedians. You've been playing this and in their ears for a year now. Anything you want to say? He's going to pitch himself again. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want to check out Soda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm there. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, look me up on Twitter, uh, O underscore Giorgio, G-E-O-R-G-I-O-U on Twitter. And uh, I'm doing a lot of stuff. And uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah. So that's that. Really, in terms of Phoenix stuff, um, maybe don't rely on luck. <laughs> Wise I, words. Wise words indeed. Oh, goodness. <laughs> this has been Chatting Caverns. Please uh, check us out every other week. We, we have new episodes coming up. And unfortunately, the next episode... It's going to be finnick free. A single tear rolls down my <laughs> cheek. Finally, I my got hands, a cries for finnick. My hands were shaking when that happened. I We finished the episode, Kyle. <laughs> oh. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might also enjoy. Once upon a time there was a gnome. Once upon a time there was an elf. Once upon a time there was a little Once upon a time there was a gnome. Once upon a time there was a time there was a once upon a time there was an old rock. Once upon a time 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 and no one lived happily ever after. Fairy tales for unwanted children. Find us on iTunes or at periodically.ca. Hey guys, Maddox here with some big news. Caverns and Comedians has been nominated one of the Now Magazine's Reader Choice Award Best Podcasts in Toronto. That means we're in the top five. And uh, with a little help from you, we think we could go all the way. So if you really want to help us out, there's a couple things you can do. First, you can go to nowtoronto.com, click on the Reader's Choice Award button, go to Cityscape, Best Podcast, and click on Caverns and Comedians. Or if you want a fewer clicks way to do that, you can visit any of our social media. We're going to be posting about this a lot. So you can go to Twitter for at Caverns Pod. You can go to Facebook, Caverns and Comedians. Or you can just go to our website, cavernsandcomedians.com. And we'll have information on how to vote for us on all of these things.